What was that? Hold on. Shit. Shit balls in my pants. Oh no, he's got shit balls in his pants. Oh, shit balls in my pants. A shit balls in my pants. What? 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 A shit balls in my pants. I said, huh? A shit balls in my pants. What, All day. What? A shit balls in my pants. Oh, God. A shit balls in my pants. Oh, what, no. What? A shit balls in my pants. Here it goes. I got shit balls in my pants. Uh-oh. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And my voice could go out at any time. Dun, 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 dun. Now we have steaks. <laughs> now we have their steaks Ooh, to the steak episode. Steak night. First kids. <laughs> First kids? No. Night French for kids. Steak yeah. night for kids. No, come on, man. Yeah. No. No, you don't feed kids steak. Don't that's, feed for kids steak. that's for me. That's, that's for men. That is for me and Doug. That's, that's for scary. men. You have a steak, give it to us. What's your favorite kind of steak? Ribeye, bone and ribeye. Mm. Hands down, without a doubt. That Tavern on Rush bone and ribeye is real good. I'm a big fan of prime rib. Are you? I like ribeyes, though. They're probably a close second because I love uh, fatty meats. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to be an innuendo-laden episode, isn't it? Dude, it's been an innuendo-laden night. Yeah, I said it right. All right. I didn't. I'm- I didn't say it right. What do you want from me? Yeah, I'm so dying. anyway, we have high stakes tonight. You don't know if Doug's voice will go in or out. It's possible. Will it? Will it not? I had two things of infusion, not really tea. You're welcome, Wayne. Yeah. Got it right. I thought about that. He was, just, somewhere Wayne just smiled. Yeah, good. I had a lot of tea with honey, and I had a lot of water, so I was peeing like a racehorse today at work. Yes, it you sucked. Should, you should have put whiskey in it. No, I don't drink, and that sounds like a terrible idea. No, it's great. Meow. 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 Um, Especially at work. Yeah. Speaking of work, uh, I have a <laughs> a story I wanted to tell you, but I was like, I'll save this for the podcast. All right. So uh, yesterday, I was in a meeting, uh, with a department meeting, and uh, I was very focused. And then in the reflection of the door, I saw a helicopter <laughs> fly by <laughs> over the lake. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I remembered that oftentimes there's spiders that hang out on our window. Yeah. I started thinking about those spiders and how I'm like, man, you know, they're up there like all the time, even after they wash the windows. And I was like, man, you know, if all the insects in the world get just like made an alliance and came together, we'd be fucked. I was like, what will we do against, you know, and I go, it'd be a hard thing because a lot of spiders would want to eat things like ants. Sure. But if they were somehow able to like put aside their differences and be like, for the better good of all of us, we have to unite to take over the planet. And I was like, so what would we do? Like, what kind of firepower? I'm like, bullets are worthless. Literal fire. I was like, but is that really going to work? I mean, because you think about how much devastation you're going to do in the meantime. Like, what are you going to do? Just blowtorch everything? And is that really going to stop all of the insects? I would say it would stop a vast majority. What of you do them. drop a bomb, you no, know, flamethrowers. No. Flamethrowers. Like, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be as effective. Aerosol as you think cans and a Zippo. <laughs> Just let the sun in a big old magnifying glass. Yeah. See, that's where. And mm-hmm. then I started thinking about like, what about water? Just like high pressured water hoses. Just blowing Just like, back. Psh, Just like you know, just completely like. Hitting them, and then before I knew it, like I came back to the meeting and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> where was I?" And I was like, "What are we talking about? How much time has passed? I just, how much? How much? If you had to estimate, how much time do you think actually passed? It couldn't have been more than two minutes. <laughs> but two minutes. But when I could, but I was gone. Like, like, like seriously thinking about how would I? How would we survive in a, in an insect apocalypse? An insect war, we would lose. No doubt, we would lose. I don't think we would. All the insects in the entire world band together, we would lose. Well, here's the thing. All the insects in the entire world don't all eat, like, flesh. No. But they could do some incredible damage. They could crawl into your orifices, I suppose. But just stomp big boots. Just big boots. That's all we need. Yeah, just big boots. So you don't think that with fire and or water, we could win? Think about how many insects there are in the world. Well, I, I know. I've heard the statistics. Have you? What I are have, they? I don't know, but I've heard them. 
There's like a billion ants for every person or some yeah, shit like that. Like some that, insane yeah. number of, of yeah. just ants. So per all person. that and then you add in arachnids and wasps, bees. I can make up words too. You know, fucking dragonflies. And all of them are like one sole purpose. June we will, bugs. We will, oh my god, June, I fucking hate June bugs. Zicadas. Yeah, they come out the seventeen I'm, year zombie cicadas. They come out, and all of them united. They like you know. How did they communicate with the seventeen year cicadas? Uh, math. That don't bugs don't do math. How do you know? I'm pretty sure the bugs. The golden don't ratio do. exists with bugs too, Justin. No. Yeah. No. What are they Pythagorean theorying their way through this? Of course, absolutely. No. Geometric patterns, everything like that. They make it They're happen. They're solving for X. Always X is humans. Right. How do we kill human? How, how do, do we, we kill X? How do we kill X? Yeah. And their uh, their tiny wings, their millions and billions of tiny wings would blot out the sun. Can you imagine the sound <laughs> oh, be that that would make? Well, first of all, hissing cockroaches. Well, you got to think like snakes. The average condors. person, like if they just all of a sudden invaded Chicago, everyone would be freaking out. Yeah, like what? It just it'd be just swarms upon swarms upon swarms. And what are you going to do? Right? Are you literally just going to light everything on fire? Fire! You're going to light the city on fire? It happened once. We came back from it. <laughs> you didn't know that that was actually an insect uprising. Yeah, a l- not a lot of people know is that was the first insect uprising. Exactly. Chicago that was fire. the true World War One. <laughs> And it just started in Chicago. And we stopped it. We stopped right it in here in Chicago. We said, "Fuck you, insects. <laughs> said, we'll, we we'll, got your we'll number. We burn this place down. We before will we let you burn this place to the fucking ground." And the insects knew, "Don't fuck with <laughs> and the what humans." They didn't, what they also didn't realize is that the insects were creating WMDs, and that's why we lit everything on fire. Right. We wanted to stop them in their fucking tracks, in their little <laughs> insect tracks. Sorry, that was a long drink. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it would. It, it, the amount of coordinated efforts we'd have, like, what are you gonna do? Roll out tanks? No, like fire. I understand fire, but tanks like, don't shoot fire, Doug. Oh yeah, I'm I a military guy. Uh, I imagi- do military good. My imagination says otherwise. <laughs> so Flamethrower tanks? That would be awesome. Fire tanks? That'd be really cool. Um, like just right now, it happens. Yeah. Like we're fucked. Aerosol and Zippos. We start there and we build up. It's like when you're in a video game and you got to level up. You don't start with the, the best weapons. You got to start with what you got and and, and just level light up to everything it. on fire. Yes. And then what? You die. Some people just want to watch the world burn. That's <laughs> yeah, you and the insects, apparently. Hell yeah! No, you don't die. You just let the fire kill the insects. You create a perimeter wall of flames, <laughs> and that's when you bring the hoses in and you you put out the fire. Also pushing the insects back, giving you chance to light a new fire. And you take the bodies and you set them on pikes or little tiny toothpicks as warnings. You say, others. look, don't forget. You're like, never, never forget. Never forget what happened here. Do not fuck with us again. We will burn this place to the ground twice. <laughs> we'll do it again. We won't hesitate. We will not hesitate. Fuck your cow. It's insects. Fuck your cow. I feel like you'd have to go to like some cold area. Like... Antarctica. So it would basically be the same as if zombies came. Kind of. You would yeah. you would want to find a cold place. I would think so because I don't think they'd survive. You would not want to go to a there's human no, place. There's no insects in cold places. Can you imagine all mosquitoes banding together? That's what I'm talking about. Like, I, would I mean, There's gross. so many other ones. Just all of a sudden, again, like their tiny wings would blot out the sun. You just need a little bit of off. A little deet. bit of off. We deet. need deet, <laughs> deet and deet. fire. Deet and fire, man. What if you had What if you had uh, an aerosol can of bug repellent that had, it was, that had a shitload of deet in it? And you use that to create your flamethrowers. Because now it's fire and deet. Oh, my God. And we God. know the bugs fire don't. Deets. Fire deet. And you don't. The bugs don't like that. Oh, my God. That's that's insane. The fire deet. You pretty much pro- you'd probably have to be deet like. Deet flame. <laughs> there you just have to just basically do uh, gas them. You know. Gas yeah. them out. And hope to God that, uh, you know. I think gas would be more effective and probably less lethal. Assuming people had gas masks. Well, but see, then you got to manufacture and distribute gas. But fire, man! Fire kills people, Justin. There's no less safe way to do this. Is, show me a statistic on that. Okay. Show me a report that says fire kills people. <laughs> Your dad's a fireman. Was. <laughs> you make it seem like he died. Like Sorry. Fire got the Retired. Of he, he survived fires. <laughs> Ran right into him. <laughs> Argue that, Doug. <laughs> Dad's fireman was. <laughs> He's dead now. Fire got him, but that's not the point. It's not the point. He outlasted several. He's dead several. on fire, heart attack, but that's not the point. 
Sausage pizza. Sausage pizza. <laughs> Did him in. No, he's retired, but I mean, he survived. He made it out of the game. Doug, if anything, fire cooks food, and food's good for us. There we go. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And you know how much protein is in insects? <laughs> a lot. We just cooked our, our protein for the next umpteen years. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. When... So I win. Throwdown. Oh, I feel like we just did the throwdown, and the <laughs> podcast is now wrapped. Let's do this. It's us versus insects. You seem, us one. You, you seem like you're really geared up. I'm now. in. <laughs> let's do this. Fucking, let's make it an hour's worth of a throwdown. Woo! You, you tell me why it wouldn't work. I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> you got it, man. Your confidence is up. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> That's awesome. You're so adamant. Fire, man. What fire. else? What else do you understand? It's fire. Fire. You know, rock, paper, scissors, fire. Right. Do I need to? Fuego. What do, what do I need to say to make you understand this? <laughs> showed. Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> what is showed? That, that means hot in French. Oh, okay. <laughs> Foie. I thought you just cold. called me a showed. You just called me a chode? <laughs> Do you call me a fancy chode? <laughs> you just called me a, a thick, a, a large girth penis. <laughs> is that what you just called me? Look, man, hey. if, it, if it works, if the shoe fits, hey. fire. <laughs> shoe fits, fire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that uh, that happened. Yeah, so so and, you, and, you and zoned out in a meeting. <laughs> what's, what scared me was how far gone I was. Mm-hmm. Because when I came back, I was like, oh, no. <clears throat> I have no idea what we just said. Right, like, yeah. It feels like one of those moments that like lasts forever in your mind, but you've only been out maybe for 10 to 15 seconds. Sure. But I was gone. But enough time to enough time and far enough out where you truly do not remember you can't put you're like I know there was some things said some very specific points that got us to where we are now and I don't know what those were there's a gap in my memory there's a definite gap but the thing that I always find when I do that in a meeting is that then I will spend the next two minutes or so trying to figure out what I missed like based off the slideshow and I'll miss what they're talking about and then I'm just then you're in a rabbit. That's that's a slippery slope, and yeah. you're gone. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> chalk that up to a loss. Yep, I'm gonna move on from. I'm here. not getting that. It was a great thought. I'm, it was a great mind gap, and I'm yeah. not getting that time back. I do that from time to time. Like I did it again today. Not as bad, but I was thinking I was in a meeting that I didn't really want to be in. I was tired. It was the end of the day. I'm in kind of under the weather. I'm like, God, I just want to go home. And yeah. I started thinking about that presentation I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I was like, what else could I do? And then I'm like, came back. I'm like, uh-oh. I've done <laughs> Where that. Where are we? I've done that on the phone before with a client. Oh, boy. Where they'll be, it's one of those, and have you ever, did you ever answer a client call where they, they just, they want to tell you their entire day? Oh, jeez. It's like, they're like, all right, so uh, so what's the problem? You know, you, you had said that this program's not opening. Yeah, well, when it's not opening, what exactly? Like, what's the workflow? Well, I got up this morning and I made myself coffee and I realized I didn't have any eggs, right? So I went to this and I'm like, you don't need to know any of the stuff leading up to it. And it's about three minutes, four minutes until they finally get to, here's really what the issue is. Anytime they're doing that, I find myself completely zoning out. And I'm like, did they give me important information in that? Because I didn't listen to any of it. What's frustrating is that's just bad storytelling. Right. And no one's told this person they're a bad storyteller. <laughs> like, no one sat down and been like, Frank, this is useless <laughs> exposition. We do not need to know this. Right. Like, you're building a world and a universe that we don't care about. Yeah. Give us the short story. Get right to the action. Right. In media res, as they say. You know? Get to it, man. Right. Like if I was, I almost would be like, dude. If I was reading this book right now, I would fucking throw it away. <laughs> because why am? Why are you telling me this? Right. It's not pertinent information. It's a terrible movie. And this is probably the same guy that writes really critical reviews on Yelp of restaurants and fucking right. movies, and it's just like I didn't really like this story because you know it's too much like Pocahontas, and really it's not original. And you're just like, hey Frank, edit your own fucking material, you asshole. Pocahontas was an interesting pull. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want from me? Do you, you watch it recently? No. It's an interesting pull. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about how, uh, you know, Avatar was so much like Pocahontas, Ferngully, Last Samurai, Dances with Wolves. It's not a good movie, we, no. Don't watch it. We just free association now? Or no. All, all those, those things? All those s- things are have the same plot of outsider, infiltrates, culture, becomes assimilating culture, fights against native culture, and wins. Dangerous Minds. No. Completely, no. Wasn't that the Coolio? That was the, the, the yes, that was the music video for that, but that's that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's not she the same thing. She went to a school that was mostly black. <laughs> she was white. 
She assimilated, fought the whites, and won. And burned the city, burned the, burned the school down. Well, they weren't infested by bugs. They weren't fighting bugs. We're That's f- right. I'm sorry. That was Starship Troopers. Thank I was you. Thinking, and how did, how, what was one of their means of, of defense? Bullets. Fire. <laughs> lots and lots, lots of bullets. Lots of bullets, but fire bullets. And spaceships. Right. Cool. Yeah, no, so all the, I, I actually, what, so what are the movies you said again that, that follow that? that Pocahontas. Yeah. Fern Gully. Okay. Dances with Wolves. Last Samurai. And, and out of all those movies, are there any of them that you like? Last Samurai is more of a guilty pleasure. Yeah? Now. <clears throat> Do you not like it? Why don't you like it? It's, um, it's a played out premise for me. Okay. Um, because I know how it ends. Right. Um, okay. I, I, and, and the thing is, like, I don't have to be surprised every time I go to a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I've never seen this before. That's a bonus sometimes. That's why I like, I think that's why Game of Thrones is so successful. Because mm. they don't follow your typical um, story arcs. There is no, like, it's it's just batshit madness. It's like, yeah. you know, my brother brought this up in uh, season six. There's going to be some spoilers here, bitches. Um, Battle of the Bastards. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Rickon, you know, John's, John Snow's brother's. Running towards him while uh, Ramsey Bolton's firing arrows. Um, they ignore the rule of threes. He fires three arrows and misses all three. Because on the third one, they build it up like something's going to hit and it doesn't. He hits him on the fourth arrow. Interesting. Okay. Because now you're cut off guard because they're not yeah, yeah. following the rules. I, I remember, I forgot about that until now, but I distinctly remember thinking that where I'm like, yeah. oh, he's going to make it. And then, and then you just see, and you see Ramsey actually take the breath of like, maybe I let him go. Yeah. And then he grabs that last arrow. And yeah. like it was yeah, I remember that, yeah. And same thing in Ned Stark season <clears throat> one. You're like, Well, he's a good guy, so therefore he's gotta find a way out of this. Nope. Heads off. Well, he's, it's it's also Sean. Yeah. You know. He had that had the good guy had that going against him. Yeah. So yeah. That's unfortunate. It's like, well, that guy's gonna die. <laughs> right. But I mean that's a situation where I watched it and I was like, What? Right. You can't do that. Like he's the good guy. And it's like, no. Why do we have to follow these rules? Yeah. And that's what's interesting, but it does not every movie has to be like that. But if the movie is nothing but that, mm-hmm. and it's not, they're obviously using the same plot points to get what they want to get to. But it's it's just it's I'm, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. I'm like it's too formulaic, but it doesn't have to be brand new. But when I've seen that movie before and it's the exact same story, I'm like ugh. And that's exactly what Avatar is, yeah. and the fact that Avatar. <clears throat> Just made so much goddamn money. I was like, "Why?" Like this, I still don't understand to this day why Avatar made that much money. I like I why was, people like just were like just losing their damn minds. I, over it. It's like they opened up that section at uh, Animal Kingdom now, yeah, at Disney World, and I'm so unenthused about going to check it out. Like when I when I yeah. go, I'm I'm like, eh. I just I have no attachment to that movie whatsoever. Right, and it's it was just it was just one of those things where. Acting was average at best. Yeah. I mean, you have some great yeah. actors in there. And then, like, you've got, you know, guys who are holding up a mineral saying, this is unobtainium. You know, and we're here to mine it. It's like, that's obviously a line that you're telling to the audience. Because if this character existed in real life and you had this conversation, like someone walked up to you, it was like, Justin, we're here doing tech support. You're like... I've been here for four years. I know that. Why are you? What's going on? Are we on a movie right now? Like, it's, are you it's, feeling okay? It's the weird exposition and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, and then not that, but it's called unobtainium. It's a rare That's mineral. Lazy. That's lazy. I'm like, really, guys? Yeah. Unobtainium. It's like, uh, the and the villain is just so one dimensional yeah. and just like this guy's obviously the bad guy. It's like, why? Why are you the bad guy? Because that's what the script says, right? And your hat that you're wearing says "bad guy" on it, so that's what you apparently have to do. So I just I don't know I yeah no I I, I I'm with you on that I I just um and there's nothing wrong with Pocahontas there's nothing wrong with Ferngully or Last Samurai it's just like after you've seen those enough I'm like Ugh. and I'm sure people would argue the same thing about the Marvel universe they're like I know what's going to happen 110 you know? percent yeah um but I would also argue that's a different. These are episodes. Make you know it, what I mean? Make it justify, Doug. These are these justify. Are, these it. Let are, me hear it. These are two-hour episodes of an overarching story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. An overall universe. Sure. Pocahontas, Last Samurai, Avatar. They're all maybe one-offs. They're, maybe they're connected. Oh God! 
If we got any listeners out there that want to make that ugh. fan theory, connect those. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Um, it's, it's, but it, it, again, there is a formula to Marvel. They've mastered it, you know. But at the same time, they disguise it enough that I'm entertained by it. Right. You know, I'm not sitting there going, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they kind of fortunately have gotten away from the villains where it's like, oh, here's the carbon copy, but they're just evil. And they've now explored some different stuff uh, with heroes versus villains in that sort of regard. But there's formulas that we're comfortable with, the three-act structure, yep. things like that, that we kind of fall in. So it's th- definitely there's something okay with that. To, yeah. that. There's comfort in knowing that. But at the same time, it's like when you see it so much, you're like, fuck off. Like, I know. And, and that's where I get because fr- it just seems lazy sometimes. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. I'm like, you guys spent how much money on this? Right. You're you rehashing the same. How much money? And you're just telling the same story? Yeah. That's slightly different? Like, eh. That's a hard. I mean, and that's it, that's where it gets kind of hard to criticize or because to your point, we were speaking off Mike earlier about identifying a problem but not offering a solution mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's kind of where it, this gets hard because you could easily make that same argument about marvel yeah you know you could easily make that same but argument I like about marvel, so it's better exactly or or you say you know <laughs> these you know these new uh it's formulaic and, and and it's lazy and this and this and this great well what's the solution to that yeah and then you don't like it's it's really hard to come up with that because everything and i think i don't know if it was you and i are talking about that or i think it was maybe drew and i are talking about truly feeling like nothing is new anymore. Like there's yeah. nothing that you can do that is just new. Yeah. It's just unique. It's all everything is some sort of a play off something else. And that's the thing is like I'm also not in the mindset of something has to be brand new right. and unique, but it's refreshing. Uh like the movie Cabin in the Woods. Sure. And you've seen this movie. I don't want to spoil it for anybody or anything I, like that. I've but. I've I know more than I should have for yeah. not having seen it. Gotcha. Very fun premise. Yeah. Very unique and great execution, like all around together. Like, that's a clever movie. I like it. Haven't really seen much. Like, I'm sure someone could be like, well, actually, in 1967, there. Okay, cool. But it's not a readily. And if it's a premise, like the very, like the themes and the plot and stuff like that, like you can associate that with another movie, fine. But it's not something that's used that often to the point where you're like, oh, I can readily. Go yeah. Pocahontas, Last Samurai, Dance of the... You know, like, just... <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen Showgirls? <laughs> the good parts. Yeah. That, I mean, that Cabin in the Woods just ripped that off. Obviously. Almost shot for shot. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> just putting it out there. There were boobs in Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> there you go. See? See? Same thing. Same shit! That's what I'm saying. Um, and I, I think that's also what's so refreshing, because uh, a coworker and I were talking about the movie Boyhood today by uh, Richard Linklater. Still have not seen that. That's the one that took like 12 years to yeah, make. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, for some reason, I could not bring myself to watch it. I don't know why. It's interesting because, and I think Richard Linklater is just known for this, is he really taps into nostalgia. Okay. And the thing that I liked about it is um, while watching it, I felt like I was time traveling. I was like, oh, yeah. I remember what it was like to be that age okay. and to be a boy and to be like, you know, looking at a magazine just to see boobs. Oh, yeah. And like, boobs were the pinnacle. The pinnacle the of anything. The JCPenney catalog. You get to see boobs. And not even like fully exposed boobs, just no. like boobs in a bra. The JCPenney catalog. Exactly. Like, when that I remember, came in, I remember I would, I would fucking steal that thing and just run off and go, holy shit, look at that. I remember my dad used to get Sports Illustrated. There and you when go. The swimsuit issue came around. I remember he just goes, hey, Guys, my swimsuit issue is missing. What's going on? Where who, who has it? And it was my brother who had it because I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, dude, I would I would admit if I had it. That's right. Yeah. I definitely looked at it. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't steal it from my dad. <laughs> and I was like, there's things like that. You're yeah. like, that was the pinnacle. And they, they tap into that. They tap into that first time, you know, you have a crush on someone sure. or that, like, the first opportunity um, to have sex, like, without. Having to hide. Right. You know, like, oh, I remember what that was like. You know, just <laughs> we actually have our own private space. Right. Or just growing up with your parents and, and seeing, you know, I don't know. He does such a good job with that. And also what I like about the movie is there was definite moments where I thought like blockbuster-like plot things were going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a specific moment in the movie where the main character and his father, they're driving uh, as a family in a minivan to go see uh, his father's grandparents. And I just the way that it's shot, 
and they're showing the different exteriors of the car. I'm like, they're going to get in a car wreck. <laughs> like something's going to happen. They're going to hit a deer. Right, right. Like, they're gonna, it, it, no. Tragedy's going to be. doesn't happen because them. it's yeah. not about that. It's about the story of these people yeah. and the journey of growing up. And it's also the story of the parents growing up, too. Like, Do you think Linkletter put that in there just to kind of to, to force the to force the, the, the curiosity of, like, is this going to happen? I have no idea. But based on what I'm used to, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Because you, you can always – you can tell when something – specifically, I can tell when something is framed a certain way. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, something's coming out of the, back, the, the background there. Like something's going to come yeah. out of the background into the foreground, and th- this thing is going to happen. Exactly, a crash, a murder, a gunshot, an explosion. Like you can yeah. tell, or someone is like they've given way too much uh, framing on the left side of the screen, and you're like, oh, something's going to tackle her, yeah. yeah, or something, yeah. Something's going to be entering, or this is just a terribly set up shot. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. That's what this is because it's glaringly obvious that yeah. they've, they've allowed room on that side for another object. Yeah. Or someone once told me they're like. Everything in a shot is there for a purpose mm-hmm. most of the time, so they're not going to show you something or cut away to show something unless it's important. Right, exactly. Like, there's something there that you're supposed to see. Right. So that's how it's really easy to figure that stuff out, too. Like, uh, perfect example, Zootopia. Hey. I've seen it for the 35th time. Uh, ah, the, the joys of having young children. Yes. At the end of that movie, um, you know, it's about this, you know, they have the serum that turns uh, animals, you know, basically savage. And uh, it's like the anti serum for an uh, uh, X three, exactly. Right. Yeah. The anti. It's like yeah, we're going to turn you into a savage. Beast. Right. And uh, while they they pull it out, um, uh, it shows a character who drops some blueberries because the the serum is about the size of a blueberry. Yeah. And I immediately was like, oh, he's going to switch the serum out with the blueberry, so when they shoot. It's not actually going to. They're gonna. Yeah, I, 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 it all was telegraphed out to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. I see. They showed that for a reason. Why would you, in the midst of a tense chase, have someone pull out the thing? And go, ooh, I have blueberries. Like that is a throwaway line. It makes no sense. It right. has to further the plot because be that's also funny if it didn't. Well, that's the flip side of that too. Because I've seen that in TV shows and stuff where there's something that happens. It's like, why do we see that? I'm like, and I get angry. I'm like, that 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 was pointless. Right. Like, there was no reason to show that. Right. Or I feel like I'm too stupid to understand why they they did that. I'm like, someone please explain that to me. What does right. that mean? I don't know what that means. Did I miss something? Did I, can't I miss figure something? It out. Elementary. I feel like, I feel like yeah. a, a dummy. And uh, it, so it's it kind of goes both ways with that. But yeah, it's 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 stuff that you feel comfortable with, which is totally fine. It's it's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like listening to music and you hear that four chord structure. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I like it. You know what to expect. But sometimes it's fun to, you know, not see something coming. And you're like, whoa. Like The End of the Departed, one of my favorite movies also. That movie's fucking insane, the way that movie ends. You're like, wait, what? It's one thing after another. Like, it all piles on top of each other. That movie blew my mind. That's the first time I watched a movie, and I was like, the editing for the first time, like, stood out to me. Oh, interesting. The soundtrack and the sound editing uh, made... I was like, it was unique. Yeah, the way that stuff would suddenly just be loud and then it would stop. Like, I, it was like very. And then, and then, of course, the ending was just abrasive. And I was like, "Fuck, what? Holy shit!" And it, you kind of are left going, "Like, wow, okay, yeah, nobody wins that one." Got it. <laughs> Understood, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and and those are the things that are powerful and stay with me. And I'm not someone that because I guess that's if you're an artist or something you want to try and be as original as possible. You want your idea to be different mm-hmm. and separate because have, I'm assuming have you ever created something and then been like oh shit someone else already did that. It's the worst feeling. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, or I've had something sitting, uh-huh. waiting. Like there's one specific thing, um, and fuck it. I'll just, I mean, for so it was about two thousand. Oh, when was it? 2006, I'd say, maybe five, six. Um, I came up with the concept of a comedy, a, an extended comedic look at a topic and calling it a closer look. Mm-hmm. Flash, flash forward to 2015, 16, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. 10 plus years later, uh, Seth Meyers, his cornerstone bit of Late Night with Seth Meyers is called a closer look mm. and it's an extended comedic look at a specific topic. Oh wow. And I was like I can't be mad at that cuz I I sat on it for 10 years. Yeah. 
it bums me out, but I was like, nah, he, he's doing it better than I probably could have ever done. Sure. But it's one of those things where I was like, oh, I created this, or I thought I was going to create this, and someone else already did it. And yeah. it was, it, it, even though I can rationalize and go, he's by far doing it better than I ever could have done it. Sure. I still kind of get that like, oh, man. Like, yeah. Damn it. That was my thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had an idea that someone has then done. I've been like, oh, fuck, I thought of that. I don't think I ever have. That's happened a couple times to me. And normally it's because I sit on it too long. That's happened to me. Well, I shouldn't say I, I've definitely with music <clears throat> playing a song. I'll play something I'm like, yeah, that sounds really rad. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's because it's a song I've heard before. Right. I feel like or, that happens uh, with songs a lot more yeah. than it does with, with, with other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time particular in college I was playing. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Because like, I have no, I just play the guitar. I don't know the notes or whatever. I just play them. And uh, uh, I was playing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. I love it. And then I'm like, wait. This is really familiar. <laughs> and then it took me a little bit, and I'm like, fuck, this is that. And I played it on the CD, and I was like, fuck. This is, it was exactly that it song. Was like, yeah. It was like basically the same yeah. thing. I'm like, that is basically that song. Yeah. Or at least that, that bass line. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. But I never had any stories or anything like that where I've been like, oh. Because honestly, a lot of my, my stories and stuff that I think of are inspired by <laughs> Everything around me that I'm that I'm consuming. Yours, well, yeah. Also, your stories are. <laughs> someone would have to be an insane man or woman to come up with the stories you come up with yeah. as well. I got all excited today because one of my coworkers is a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah, and she was talking about this tattoo she wants to get. Uh, that is the, the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, but they're all separate. <clears throat> there's oh, the, interesting. There's the triangle, the wand, and the circle. And then she had some, I can't remember what she had underneath it, because she said everyone gets that where they're all together, but yeah. she wants to do something a little bit different where they're separate. And we went like on it. this Harry Potter tangent, and then I told her my idea. About the magic? About, well, no, no. I didn't know. We're not that close yet. I'm not going to tell her that. She'd be like, you're fucking crazy. But I told her about my idea for like a noir adult Harry Potter. Uh, like yeah. Where there's a detective. That's what I'm saying. In, and, uh, in the house. Yes. He's caught in the house. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, when I yeah, said yeah. magic, that's what I was talking about. Okay, cool. I thought you meant like the other one. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, you talk. Oh, with the multi-dimension. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. That is, a, like, that is, that is, a, that is yeah. an opera. That is I didn't a, tell her about that one. I gave her more of it because I was like, mm, I don't know how deep I can get with you on this. But sure, said, sure. Imagine if there was like, you know, uh, a serial killer loose in like New York in the wizarding world of modern day, and you have a, yeah. a disgruntled, not disgruntled, but an older, jaded, you know, wizard beat cop wh- or whoever who's trying to track him down, and you just get into this really dark and seedy world of magic in modern, you know, America. Yeah. You know, there's, like, human trafficking, you know, elf trafficking, you know, all that sort of stuff, And but he's just trying to get to this serial killer who's just yeah. been attacking people and just everything he goes through. And then we start talking about how cool it would be to see Harry Potter older, but to follow the the realistic. Because a lot of what Harry Potter was was loss of innocence, right. growing up, yeah. seeing the world for what it is. <clears throat> and we were talking about what we liked and didn't like about some of the movies. And she mentioned a specific part, which I totally forgot was in the books, of when Harry reveals himself uh, in the Deathly Hollows uh, after he's like re-infiltrated in the, into, in, into Hogwarts. You talking about in the forest? Not in the forest, but he's at Hogwarts in the Deathly Hollows at the very end. Like, um, oh, when he comes out of the picture, like after he goes yes. into the town and goes through the tunnel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's he's hiding through everything uh, under his cloak in the book. Yeah. In in the movie, he like Snape holds a gathering and is like Harry Potter's been sighted. If anyone has seen him, you know, step forward. Then Harry steps forward and has, which I argue is also a great scene. But she said what she really liked was in the book. Harry is wandering around under his invis- cloak of, of invisibility. Mm-hmm. And there's two bad guys who are messing with Gryffindor students. And Professor McGonagall is calling them out, saying, these are my students, leave them alone. And they start to attack her. And Harry reveals himself by using the Cruciatus curse on them. And she said what she loved about that. Harry used the Cruciatus curse? Yes. I don't remember this. Oh, wow. i got to go back. Yeah. Yeah, this is the part of my, I don't remember this. But she said what she loved about that was, one, he tries to use it on Bellatrix Lestrange. In Order of the Phoenix, but when they're in the 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 mansion with the wand, when they're when they're breaking when they're Hermione in, out, oh, no, no, when Ron and him, sorry, <laughs> Justin, you are you are not up on your Harry Potter stuff. So in Order of the Phoenix, they go to the Department of Mysteries, and that's where uh, um, 
wow, his uh, Sirius, like Beltrix kills Sirius, oh, and he's chasing her. Right, right. And he uses when, they're, when they're going for the Oracle. Yes, yeah. for, the, for the orb and everything yeah. like that. So he uses the Crucialis curse, but it doesn't work because he says, and it says in the movie, like Voldemort tells him, he's like, you have to mean it. Right. You can't just say it. You actually have to mean it. So in that moment, later on in the books, he uses it and he, he, and he means it. Yeah. And she said what she loves about that is to her, that was like Harry realizing when things are necessary, what you really have to do. Like when push comes to shove, like yeah, yeah. he needed to do that to save this person that he cares about. Yeah. And I love that concept and extrapolating that down the road because what would Harry Potter really be like down the road? Because you have the epilogue where everything's hunky dory. Things would not be hunky dory for him. No, no. Because not only does he have the burden of the world still on his shoulders from being the one who lived and all that, but he's basically destroyed Voldemort twice. But there's going to be some, you know, PTSD. Oh, going on you there. think? Yeah. Not to mention that there's still going to be expectations on him to do great things. Then he has a family, and at some point in time, he's also an Auror, and he's just seeing the worst of the worst of the Wizarding World. And let's face it, that could probably be some really dark shit as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really dark shit. And here he is tasked with going out and, and stopping that, and his kids are probably going to have some sort of um, trickle down right. from that as well. Oh, you're Harry Potter's kid right and you probably blah 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 and i just imagine him at like 45 50 years old and just worn down just an alcoholic just drinks butterbeer all day long <laughs> maybe not quite that bad but he's an inch it's i would love to see a story from the perspective of his kids who are now like maybe early 20s yeah 20s trying to find their way in the world and and harry's kind of he's a side character and they go and they talk to him and he's like very real where he's just he's just you know telling them you know the world is a tough place yeah and i want you to enjoy it as long as you can because it it gets tough and yeah. it gets dark and it's it's a it's a rough world to be in um and it kind of continues that trajectory of like each you know like he grows to see what and he's he's not planting flowers he's not making joke you know things like uh, the Weasley brothers were doing. Like right. he's he's a cop, like a uh, like a cop who hunts down the worst of the worst. Right? Yeah. What a, what are police like today? You know right. what I mean? Like those guys. Has, has he made some? Uh, has he made some concessions? Has he made? That's some, yeah. what I would love to do. Is I would love to see Bending the rules. A I would bit. love to start a story where Harry is currently on leave mm-hmm. from work. Because he had to use the death curse on someone. Okay. And he basically, it's referred to as um, he's home, he's not happy, he's dealing with that. And you slowly begin to learn that it was a situation where it was justified and he had to do it, but he's never used it before. Right. Because in the books, he's all about disarming. Right. He's all about defense and everything. But he actually had a moment where it was needed and he used it and how he deals with that. Yeah. And what caused it, you know, was it, you know, was it a situation where it was morally gray or ambiguous or something, but he did it the first time and only time he's ever done it. And he's struggling with that. Yeah. You know, he's going through his mandated therapy sessions or whatever and, and how he's coping with it and how people now see Harry Potter as a guy who's killed, you know, so. I, I find those sorts of things fascinating because he's like an that. interesting character. Yeah, just it, from a more adult perspective, it really is. I mean, just in in a in a, in a character study, he it really is an interesting character. Multiple interesting characters from that world that she's built out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they they all have it. <clears throat> just seeing how they all would deal with very relatable problems, but in a very unrelatable world. Yeah, and then seeing like when you're forced to be, you know, uh, older than you are, and when you're forced to do this, and you're forced to do that, and, and it, it's it. Those it, characters always break my heart. Yeah, like even watching Moana. Yeah, like Moana's character breaks my heart because she's expected or told, you know, by a grandmother, and it's just like she has to save her island. Right, right, and ultimately the world because she's the chosen one, right. and here she is, this teenager. Who doesn't know how to sail? Right. Who fucking goes out in the open water and somehow is able to find a demigod who will help her, and then throughout all of that, like she, and then she like comes. I'm like, what? And not only that, even before all that, she's told you are the daughter of the chieftain. You are going to do great things. 
That's a fucking burden, dude. Yeah. What if you were born? It's like you are going to be the president of the United States. There's no election. You, it's it's your birthright. Well, we're talking. We're talking. Uh, I mean, look at look at England. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. you're talking. You're born into royalty. You're talking into you sure. know whatever. I can't think of the um, the the term uh, divine right. Is it divine right? I think so. Okay. Where basically, like God has ordained you to yeah. be, you know, the leader, and your bloodline is right. Yeah, what it is. Just imagine that being raised, being like, you are going to rule this country one right. day. You are going to be charge of all these people's lives, and you have to start basically from day one. You're learning stuff. You're learning things here and there, and eventually, you have to take over. And, and like, that's a huge amount of pressure. That's what I like about Man of Steel. This guy who's told you can't be what you are because the world won't accept you. And then he has this burden of purpose, but he can't fulfill it because mm-hmm. people don't understand who he is. Right. And just those those stories always ring really hard with me because I feel horrible for those characters. Because I'm like, I can't imagine what that would be like to have all that pressure and all that responsibility because I don't have an ounce of that now. But then to have all that, and, and, and not only that, Harry is such a tragic character to me because he's thrust in it from the day he was born. Right. Just because he survived, there was no, and and then trying to play catch up because he didn't. And he that, but then he left that world, and then he's thrown back into it, and people are like blah 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 blah, and they're like talking him up and everything. He's like, I don't even know what the fuck this world is, but he's a celebrity, and he doesn't want that, right? You know, and he's just trying to figure out who he is and what this world is and how he fits into both. And so imagine all of that, and then he carries that into his adult life. It's like, what sort of trouble is that guy going to have? Alcoholism. He does not. He's going to have some sort of. He has to have some sort of coping mechanism. Right, yeah. Something, you know, to get him through. And I can't imagine it would be a good thing. That would be an interesting – some sort of addiction would be an interesting sort of character trait to him where he just deals, you know, with that. Because he also has trouble communicating his feelings in the book, too. Of course, he's a teenager, so he's going through puberty and whatnot. Yeah. But I can imagine him being, like, getting older and just not wanting to talk – about what he's doing. Actually, what would be really cool is to uh, to make it to where he can't. He's unable to fall asleep. Ooh. He's got extreme insomnia because Ooh. everything just weighs on him. So he starts to lose a grasp on because in the wizard world, mm-hmm. what is real? Like, so oh, you've got man. you've got all these like spells and things are flying and pictures are moving. So interesting. The fact that he can't sleep, his brain is starting to he's starting to hallucinate and his brain's starting to deteriorate and play tricks on him. But in the wizard world, what does that even look like when Oof. you when you start to lose? Wow! Because everything already is so surreal. So how do you get even more surreal when you're when you are sleep deprived? Or that becomes his crutch is he he is addicted to some sort of sleeping agent. <clears throat> sure. And then eventually someone's like, you have to get off of it. Right. And when he gets off of it, he has trouble sleeping and he starts seeing stuff and he's like, and kind as of losing an, his mind as an horror, he's trying to maybe battle what he's seeing yeah but it's not real so is he doing more harm like you just destroyed a shop because that's something else too like he was raised in the normal muggle world right and then at a very conscious age of like what eight eleven eleven jesus at eleven years old that's that's when that's when you how what grade are you at 11 years old like sixth grade uh oh crap how old are you at 11 years old well, how old, how old are you at eleven years it's old? It's like it's just before, junior, like yeah, high school is like. So when I was eleven, that was ninety, ninety. Let's see, ninety four. So that was. I think it's like sixth grade. Ninety five was fourth into fifth grade for me. Okay, and I was I was I was a year. I was like the older one in the class. So let's so say fifth grade. You are very aware of your world yeah. at fifth grade. Yeah. You know the rules and everything like that. At that age, he's then thrust into a completely different world. Right. That he has to learn and fit into, and he, a world that in your world is complete fantasy, and then you realize it's a reality. So that's got to be something that he struggles with most of his life, right? Where what I'm is, sure at some what point, is real? At some point, he accepts it, but he is really a child of two worlds. Yeah, you know, in that sort of regard, to be sort of cliche mm-hmm. and you know a common you know thing you know that exists in most stories. So he infiltrates <laughs> the wizard world. As, Fights against the Muggles. Yes, the uh, SI six or SI seven sends him in to infiltrate the 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 Wizarding world to bring it down from the inside, and then he falls in love with the Wizarding world and decides to fight back. Yes, and destroy SI seven. Sports Illustrated seven. Yes, that's it. Nice. Yeah, is it MI? I don't know what is MI six. MI six. SI Sports Illustrated. It's like I don't know what you're talking. Sports about. Illustrated number seven. <laughs> Great issue. It's a really good issue. Yeah. But I think I think that would be a fun thing to look at in a sense of. 
taking these fun worlds. That's why I always thought it would be interesting to do an R-rated Star Wars, mm-hmm. but not for the sake of violence, but for the sake of let's see some interesting, you know, just emotional situations or well, there's themes that you can explore in an R-rated like Logan. Logan setting. was a perfect example of that. Not overly gory, but here we are exploring a guy's mortality who's been immortal for the longest time, mm-hmm. who always healed and didn't know what he is. What's his legacy? You know, right. who is he? What's he want? You know, like it's so cool to do that under the guise of you know the X-Men you know universe. It's so cool, and I think Star Wars would be really interesting. To look at a lot of those different themes yeah. through those through those lenses, and Harry I think Potter be would fun. be another one. Yeah, that I would be really R-rated Harry Potter. It's funny because I think a lot of people like to do sort of like fan fiction or thoughts about like you know these sort of adult themes in these children's you know universes. Yeah. But I'm like, I that universe is so fascinating to me because we see it as so lovable and fun early on, and then you get to see the darker side of it. Yeah. People die, right? And you also you got to wonder like. And there's pure evil in that world. like And, like, what kind of really horrible spells? I mean, there's the death curse, but that's, like, you're dead. You're dead. What, what about but torture curses? What about just, I mean, because they've talked about people invent spells all the time. I mean, oh, they have talked about it? I, I, Severus I must... invented his own. Yeah. You know, his Septo Septum one that basically was invisible blades cut your body. He created that spell. Oh, interesting. So... Septoseptum makes it sound like you just can't poop. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or it's like, clean up the septic tank. Septoseptum, yeah. all done. You know? But that's... I mean, he brutally attacks Draco Malfoy with that. That's so, true, yeah. I mean, it's very possible that people could come up with some really horrific things. And I also like the idea that you're not... You're, you're just not going to have a great enough knowledge to defend against every single spell. Right. Because also, as you get older, people don't have to say their spells out loud. <clears throat> yeah, you can just... Wave your you wand, wave you your think wand, it, yeah. and it happens. So, how are you supposed to defend? I mean, is there a general blocking that you do with that? I think so, because I see them with the movements. But I was like, because I feel like when Voldemort and Dumbledore go at it, like there's no simple blocking. Like you have to cast another spell, right? To more or less to counter like, that spell. To counter that spell, it's not just a simple sort of like block. <laughs> you know, so I don't know that that Aha, world because that world is fun and it's in it's it's definitely you know for kids for a lot of reasons and obviously as he gets older it becomes more adult which is I think part of the fun of that but man I would love to just do a deeper dive yeah. for, on my own away from J.K. Rowling just to kind of be like let let Doug explore his own universe <laughs> your universe and see what we can come up with I think that'd be a lot of fun yeah well I'm wondering if J.K. Rowling would be open to that at some probably point. not no. I imagine her and Warner Brothers and everyone else is like, no, it's just like Power Rangers for adults. You know, they were like, no, this is a kid's franchise. It's not an adult franchise. I'm like, yeah, but the people who watched it as kids are now adults. Right. And the things that they love about that now are not going to be the same. You know, it's it's I think it's also what was frustrating about episode one, two and three for Star Wars is it almost seemed like it was dumbed down for kids. Oh, yeah. Whereas the original Star Wars <clears throat> didn't seem like it was for kids. No. And so I think that was insulting to a lot of people. They're like, I'm not a child. Right. You know, and I think that's just the thing is like, I want to see the continuation of that stuff. But in a universe where I can relate to it as an adult. Right, yeah. Well, it's that 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 it has grown up with you. Yeah, you know, to to a degree. Yeah, I love that sort of stuff that grows that grows with their audience. Right, and people are like, "Oh, cool! Like this is this is where it is now." Because that's kind of what's great about the Harry Potter universe is you can read those first three books, and it's it's pretty much like, "All right, cool." And then you get that fourth book, it's like, "Oh shit, someone dies!" Right. And the fifth book, you're like, "Whoa!" And then it just keeps going and it just going. Keeps getting it's darker like, and darker. And you're like. But he's getting older and he's seeing the world for what yeah. it really is, and that just that fascinates me. That's, yeah, that that's always drawn me. Well, in. as yeah, as he gets older, I mean, it's a great allegory for as you get older, your innocence just starts to fade away. And it's, exactly. I mean, Voldemort is that loss of innocence, and sure. so as he gets older, Voldemort gains more power, and so he's losing his innocence. Like he ha- he's having and to Voldemort face comes the world. Back, yeah, you know, and he's got to face this thing, this impending right, you know, situation. It's the same thing with the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Like the main character Aang, you know, he is found after a hundred years and he's like you they're like you're the avatar you have to defeat the fire lord like that is your destiny and he's a child right and he's and what i love a lot about in that towards the end of that god he's not an insect because the fire lord would just trounce him that's what you'd think (laughs) that's what i know that's what i know but he deals with the fact of 
the Fire Lord is a bad person, but should I kill him? Mm-hmm. People are saying that I'm going to have to. And this is a Nickelodeon show. Right. He's right. dealing with the weight of whether or not he should kill something because he's a pacifist. Like, he doesn't believe in, you know, destroying another life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, that's a heavy burden that this this person, this child, is expected to carry the weight of the world on the shoulders because he's expected to bring balance or keep balance in the world. Right. He's a child. Right. It's like. What kind of that's horrible expectations to put on a child? It's nah, like, man, you that's how you fucking teach them. You don't get to have a life. You your life is now going to be this. You don't get to have the same thing, and that's a, a horrible sacrifice. You can't be the chosen one without making the hard choices. Exactly, Doug. You know, okay. Yeah. So Natalie's never going to be the chosen one unless you make her choose to kill someone. <laughs> now you go home and you make her murder. Yeah, I mean, it's like Jesus. I mean, he didn't get to have fun, right? Right. He had to kill people, right, all the time. Yeah. Created his own septo septus curse and <laughs> just did his thing. Just did his thing. Yeah, yeah. There we go. He wineboarded people. Wineboarding. <laughs> they thought it was water, wasn't it? Wasn't. It wasn't. No. He's like, just kidding. It's wine now. Alcohol poisoning. Oh my god. I'm allergic to grapes. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> You're an evil genius, Jesus. <laughs> I know. Puts on sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> And that's oh. the intro to our movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're an evil genius. R-rated Jesus. Bible. I know. I feel like the Bible's already R-rated. It is, I depending mean, on a, what testament yeah. you look at. Well, that's true. Old Testament was very much R-rated, you know. Can't say I've read it, but I, I know. I know the highlights. <laughs> Doug acts like he's the, the expert. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, Job 2020, right? <laughs> Job 2020. He always was uh, pretty good in hindsight. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> he had the gift. Yeah, I remember I took a religion class in college, and at one point I had to like read passages from the Bible. I'm like, "Fuck this!" Like, I was just not into it. Yeah, I like, everything was, about it made me feel gross. I lo- uh, I had when I was younger. Uh, I had a. Um, it was. I, it wasn't like the Bible for kids, but it was this. It was kind of an illustrated. It. It wasn't a picture book, but it had illustrations to go along with like simplified versions of the stories from the Bible. And I I do actually remember reading that and going. Huh. These are some like I yeah. I took them at the time as stories. Mm-hmm. I was like these are some fun stories. Like here's a woman, she can be traded away as property. <clears throat> right. Really fun story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I just but like there are from from a, a story standpoint, there are some really interesting stories yeah. in the Bible. Of course. From a literary standpoint. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. And also that but from a moral standpoint too, like morality, like Oh, sure. A lot of the stuff that they're teaching, it, <clears throat> like I don't have a problem with those parts of stuff in the Bible. I'm like right. this makes sense. These are how there's a reason why things like this are being told. Like for example, right. there's a know, reason why Catholicism is right. Right. Like the things where they say don't eat pork. Pork's forbidden because at the time pork made people sick because of bacteria. Right. So it was like, yeah, don't do that. Because it's a pig. You know, it's a piggy pig pig, and it doesn't have steroids to make it safe. <laughs> you know? Or, you know, that that sort of stuff, it's like, oh, it actually had a practical application right. at the time <clears throat> because of the time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really apply now. It's like, no, nah, bacon's awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and but but even as such as, like, the Good Samaritan story, you know, yeah. like, hey, help each other out because we're humans. You know what I mean? Like, right. be a good human Help this person out. Yeah. Things like that. They're they're useful, you know. They're useful things to to, to tell. Yeah, and that's the stuff. That I'm like, no, this is not a bad thing. To, it's just everything else that goes along with it. It's, yeah, like the story of the burning bush. Like yeah. how to not get syphilis. Exactly. Right. Gotta burn that bush with fire to get the insects out. That's insects my, out. That's my man. <laughs> that is my man. He knows how to get them insects out with fire. With fire, and that's yeah. the only goddamn way to get them out. Well, you brought God into that. You've changed. Am I a funny Christian? <laughs> Justin, are you a funny Christian now? Oh, crap. Oh, boy. Wayne's going to lay into you now. You're in trouble. I'm going to incur the wrath of Wayne. Justin, I want to sit down and tell you why you're a fucking piece of garbage. That's what I imagine what Wayne would say. Oh, yeah. No, that, I, <laughs> for a second, I thought I was actually looking at Wayne, like, Wayne? In, across from me. Yeah, Wayne? Wayne, did you... <laughs> Is he here is right he now? Here right yeah. now? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Speaking of Wayne, yeah, Uh it's time for a throwdown. Yeah, yeah. So today it's going to be insects versus fire, Doug. Insects, fire. How many? The, how many insects? How many fire? <laughs> that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> yeah, but argue argue against it. <laughs> 
How exactly. Many, let me say this. Let me ask you one question. How many fire? How many fire? <laughs> win. I what, win. What? Like, what are we talking? Doesn't matter. You tell me how many. How many units of fire are we talking? <laughs> how many? How, how many insects? How many fire? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, Trump card. I in, win. In equal in equal portion. That would be a Trump <laughs> an- card. How many insects are we talking about? Mr. President, yes. how, many, uh, how many insects are we talking I don't know. How many fire are we know. talking about? Uh, how many fire? <laughs> I don't understand. Next question. An equal number of fire to insects. <laughs> uh, there. One fire per insect. <laughs> We're talking like a building fire. doesn't matter. I don't Just know. one fire per it's insect. It's fire. You know, equal opportunity flames. Next. <laughs> um, I love that we brought that up again. <laughs> <laughs> I would like... To, and this is this is a. I'm I'm hesitant to do this throwdown, but I think it'll be a fun one. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you can veto it if you want. I'd prefer you not. Okay. Uh, we're gonna put we're gonna pit Mr. Wayne up against Mr. David Cochran. Oh, I thought I was in Batman mode. Ah! I was like, uh, Bruce Wayne. Your mind just went to your presentation again, didn't it? It did. <laughs> Wait, Have wait. you listened to anything in this podcast, you motherfucker? How long has it been since I last said anything? It's been 53 minutes, Doug. Oh, my God. Wait, since, wait so since you last said something? Yeah. About three seconds. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm good then. So, wait, Wayne versus Dave Cochran? Wayne Parham versus Dave Cochran. And the reason I bring this up is because after Wayne's episode aired, uh-huh. Dave, uh, Dave, you were in Kirksville, and yeah. David mentioned to you, he also texted me. He's like, hey, that was a great episode. You know, Wayne seems like a great guy. I'd love to debate him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you you want to argue? <laughs> that's how that's how I took it. And the thing is, Wayne will not back down from an argument either. And so, for someone who is as well has as well thought out like opinions and like, I feel like Dave sits and thinks on his thoughts for a long time. Like his opinions and thoughts are very mm-hmm. well well grounded and well thought out and mm-hmm. it's very hard to argue against him mm-hmm. Wayne is the same way also Wayne is very sure of himself mm-hmm. and again not saying anything about them that they don't already know about themselves but I feel like that would be an, a battle of titans as far as debating or arguing goes I am truly stunned like I don't again, here's the thing we're not this one would not be to the death no because I feel like and no offense Wayne I feel like Dave would probably like Dave's got you by physically. Feet I'm gonna have to go with pounds. Dave. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, it would. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Dave on. Dave that one. has spent summers on fishing boats in Alaska. Exactly. That you don't do that unless you can handle yourself. Yeah. Um, However, we're talking about debating, debating prowess. Are what are they debating? Uh, it's a, see, that's a good question. Um, they're debating debate. They're debating fire versus insects. <laughs> They're debating. I can keep going. They're debating. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There. What are they? What would it be a good Wayne Wayne Dave debate? Well, I kind of feel like Dave had some thoughts on religion that Wayne brought up. Oh, okay, great. Then they're debating religion. Okay. Because I was gonna say, I feel like a lot of a lot of if they really sat down, I feel like a lot of their stuff would intersect. Mm-hmm. A lot of their thoughts and opinions on some I stuff would intersect. Pretty much. They're alike. very similar. Yeah. They're very much alike. Very very similar. But let's say they're debating religion. Okay. Um, <laughs> I almost was like, "What about Blade Runner?" But I don't know how much how well Dave knows Blade Runner, um, because <laughs> that would be a fun one to see those two just go off on just Blade rail Runner. on it. Yeah, because I don't think Wayne would, w- Wayne loves that movie. Yeah, so it'd be yeah. funny if be like Dave would be like, "Nah, it's not good." Here's why: it'd be fun. Uh, does Dave like The Dark Knight? Like, does he like the Batman Christopher Nolan movies? He does. Okay, well yeah. then there you go. They're debating Christopher Nolan. Okay. All right, I, don't, I would say he's in love with it, but that, it'd be it'd be fine. It'd but be, Dave, I think Dave could pick a stance to defend the fact that it's good. Yeah, agreed. And Wayne, we know, can easily pick a stance to defend why it's a piece of horseshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Right. Like what they're debating kind of matters and also doesn't matter at the same time. Right. That's the other. That's the other thing. I kind of feel like this is what Velucci must have felt like when I said Mario versus Luigi. <laughs> Just put him into an existential crisis. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, I really, like, Wayne, obviously very knowledgeable, very opinionated, and Dave also very knowledgeable, very opinionated, a whole lot of really great information I just provided there. Um, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with my brother on this. Yeah. Just because I've seen him in action. 
okay. before and this okay. sort of stuff. And that's that's not a tick against Wayne. I've just I've seen more from Dave sure, to sure. know that he's been able to navigate that stuff really well and you're, find good counterpoints that I've never thought of. You're basing you're basing the argument similar to how you base uh TV and movie superhero arguments where yeah. here's what we've seen this character do. Yeah. We can't we can guess, but we're basing it off of what you haven't yeah. seen Wayne really go all out on something. No. You've seen Dave do that. I've gotten snippets of what's what what Wayne sure. can bring sure. to the table and I think it would be a very interesting debate. Yeah. Um I'll say this, I think Wayne can out talk Dave. I think Wayne when when Wayne will get on a roll. Mhm. He'll go. I think Dave will probably let him tire himself out and then just give like a two-word answer. I think Dave then... could get louder if it came to yelling. I'm not talking about them arguing. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, debates <laughs> inevitably yeah. devolve into. Yeah. Not inevitably, but more than often than not. They, yeah. Yeah. No, I imagine Dave like. Um... <laughs> I feel yeah. like Dave would let Wayne go until Wayne was done. And then Dave would go, that's stupid. Well, no, I think Dave would, would have a clever like two or three word response that would just completely open up the gates to something else that would just, you know, he, he's very, Dave's very good at like, well, then like someone would say something else. Yeah. But you know, well, there's this and it's like, Oh, and then, and then we're down on another track yeah. and they, and they go and they go and they go. And so needless to say, this would be a marathon. This would be almost an almost never ending rabbit hole. This would be like Mayweather versus McGregor <laughs> in my mind of, <laughs> It'd be it'd be something that's like it's never been seen before. Never, right. never. Everyone be like, "Wow, I got to get in on this. Like, this is gonna be really cool. Like, it could be a shit show. It could be like really amazing. I don't know. Right, right. But it's one of those things where I'm like, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. But I'd have to go with Dave just because I've seen his skills in action. And I, I would, know him very well. Sure. I know. Um, he's a teacher too, so he's constantly in the classroom with kids who are trying to tell him. Something's wrong, and he's like, "Okay, tell me why." Right, and I would argue that Wayne's a teacher as well, okay. but he does he teaches music on the side. Ah, gotcha. so I don't think he has a classroom full of kids constantly sure. tell, constantly ch- challenging him, saying he's wrong. He does, however, work in technical support, he and he has a bunch of morons all day telling him, "Well, no, it's probably this." Yeah, you're wrong. I don't have an <laughs> internet browser. Right. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. So there's that. So you got to take that. Is it a PC or a Mac? I don't know. I don't know. How do I know? It's a computer. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting on my desk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I think I would, I think I'd have to give Dave the edge. I think it would be very interesting. Yeah. To see that happen. I, for the same purposes, I would probably have to give it to, my vote would have to go to Wayne because I've seen more of what he can do. Sure. Um, Even though Dave's been on here three, four times. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I have gotten a, g- a good glimpse into you know what what he can do and how he can and debate and argue. But I I feel like I would I would give it to Wayne in the sense that I know what he can do. There's something about where I feel like, and I don't know if it literally is just a physical thing at this point. But I'm like Dave just seems like he's got this more booming because he's giant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did, I, I I didn't finish. Dave could obviously control the room because he's used to controlling a room. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think this one for me would be a draw. I would, I would have to lean towards Wayne just because I yeah. know what he can do. But I would say I could easily be persuaded to to Dave. And now we have to make it happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Now we have to have a uh, a very moderated debate, <laughs> ah. a heavily moderated mind gap debate. It's gonna be exhausting. Absolutely. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I left here for about ten seconds. I I was where'd you go? I was away. I was thinking about my presentation. Were you really? I was. You son of a bitch! I just went poof. I don't even know what led me there, but I was like, huh. "Do you remember what point you exited and re-entered?" I remember where I re-entered, but I don't know where I exited. Where'd you re-enter? Like just a little bit ago. <laughs> like we were wrapping up. I, yeah, I don't think I was gone very long, but I was gone. I Fantastic. was like, I came back. I'm like, oh. it was probably the point where I wasn't really finishing sentences. <laughs> I was hopping between sentences, and that probably sent you off. I was just like, huh. I've been anyway. really bad about that the past couple of days, so I apologize. But I want to share it with you because it was relevant to what I was talking about earlier. There you go. Yay! Someone wins for the win. Woo, 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 woo. Guys, thanks for listening to episode 103. Your voice held out. It did. I'm proud of you. We'll see where it is tomorrow. Dun, dun, dun. Dug, dug, dug. Dug, dug, dug. Guys, that was episode 103, which Yay. means 104 is coming out next week. Yay! Yay. That's two years. Two years. Two years of not missing a goddamn week. That's right. 
Guys, that's two years of content. Not like mathematically, but, you know, weekly <laughs> content. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so early early thanks for listening and hanging out with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure, uh, you know, being here and just having you guys listen to us talk. It's it's great. We love the, the feedback we've gotten from you guys and suggestions and things like that. So, you know. And the and the continued uh, conversations. Yeah. A lot of a lot of you will, will reach out to us and, and say, hey, let's just listen to this episode and here's my thoughts on this. And yes. we fucking love that. So it's if you fantastic. have thoughts, reach out. We love – that's what this is. That's what the whole purpose of doing this was about was yeah. – so Doug and I could just nerd out and debate each other all the time. But – we also wanted it, again, we've said this before, we want it to sound like you're sitting in a room with your friends and you're just having uh, a, a Friday night you know, hangout yes. session and you're just talking. And one of us has a question or saw something that was peculiar and we just yeah. want to hash it out. Exactly. And it's been fun. It's it's helped me. It's funny because it, because of this, I really, like between that and comedy, I really watch the news yeah. because I'm like, it used to be early on. I was like, mm, I want to see if there's any funny, funny, weird news. Yeah. But now I'm like, is there anything of interest that I'm curious about, or I have a strong opinion about, and I want to bring it to the table? Yeah. And and talk about it, or like tonight where we just literally started and we went. Yeah. Again, we did not talk about what we planned about, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. And it was it was good. It can be very cathartic from time at yeah. times, and yeah, it's great. Sometimes we tread, uh, you know, some of the same paths, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. We'll reminisce more next week. Yeah. Up your butt. So uh, you can check out Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for our uh, page over there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And somewhere in the tubes of the internet lies Justin Strandland. <laughs> you can find me online at justinstrandland.com. On Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's a fun way of spelling it. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Review us. Uh, just show us some love. It takes, you know, maybe a minute to type up a review and we'd love you know to hear what your assessment is of our show wish us a happy two year anniversary that'd, that'd be, be great. wonderful and then obviously on any of the social medias reach out to us and just continue the conversation any conversation yes you listen to our first episode hey hey I listened to you know episode one here's what I think on that topic doesn't Do you remember have to what be that the most episode recent. was Justin I don't remember honestly I know what it was what was it we were talking about Daredevil Season two before it released, and we're talking about the Punisher. Oh, John Bernthal was yeah. Uh, announced. Hell yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you go back and listen to that, <laughs> you can you can continue the conversation from any of the episodes in our archives. Yes. We love to hear that. Uh, com slash mindgap. com slash the best bar podcast ever. Both the podcasts that I host, um, and they're both fun. So check those out, and then just check out some of the other cool shit that Two East Eighth is doing. Yeah, that's that. And uh, you know. Thing, if you're a Harry Potter fan and you'd love to see sort of like your own sort of fan fiction-y, you know, side story in that universe, let us know what you'd pick. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm the dark, R-rated, adult, noir side of things, but what would you like to see? What would uh, what would tickle your fancy in that universe? And I'm, I would love to see just a slapstick comedy. That actually would be kind of cool. It probably would, actually. I would love to see a whole bunch of different genres. Yeah. But, you know, we can go down give this us, road Give again. us your genre. Yeah, what would you pick? What would you like to see continued on? Yeah. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And <gasps> Shit. What? Fire ants. They're resistant to fire. They get plus five resistance. Ah. The deet. argument has fallen. Fire deet. Fire. Mind Gap Podcast.